Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA, the UCLA sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam Conan. I am joined once again by my co-host, Travis Reed. Travis, how is it going? It is going good, Sam. It's going good. You know, really good. UCLA is 5-0. and <laughs> Yes, 5-0 and for the first time since 2015. It was Josh Rosen's freshman year. It was the last time UCLA football was undefeated this late into the season. And we're going to be talking about that pretty much the whole episode today. I know uh, basketball started practice a little bit ago. Media got its first look at practice. But, uh, you know, there might be some some things popping up about that team in the coming weeks, and we'll make sure to talk about it then. But, obviously, the headlining story, UCLA football beats number 15 Washington 40-32 to at the Rose Bowl on Friday night. They end up jumping to 18 in the AP poll, 19 in the coaches poll on Sunday after that result. And, you know, things are looking pretty good, Travis. Uh, you you were there. We, we were both watching. Uh, they surprised us both. And then it turned into a game. And then it didn't really matter. And all that. It was it was a fun Friday night. Rose Bowl was popping. It was some good energy, some uh, good storylines, a lot to talk about. And we'll get into that. So uh, if you're listening for the first time, make sure to subscribe, like, turn on notifications, all that fun stuff, wherever you're listening. And uh, if you're coming back, well, thanks for coming back. Hope you hope you're uh, coming back because you enjoyed it last time. <laughs> <laughs> football is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the best odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. BetOnline is always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. With all that out of the way, let's get into it, Travis. So I, I guess I, I need your your first takeaways. You were there. It, it felt like a different environment. I mean, that I don't want to start off and talking about how like the fans and the attendance was the biggest storyline because obviously the win was, but I don't know, when you kind of add all that up and think about it all together, what, what was it like? Like what were your main takeaways on Friday? Well, yeah, one of the fans were there, but like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kind of knew they would be. I mean, it was a ranked opponent. It wasn't Cupcake City where they played, you know, the first basically three, four games. It's um, funny. The number the number was only like 41,000. It's not a massive number, but it's just like 
This about the end. Better than it was. How about that? Yeah. It was well, it's than better it than it was for sure. But it, yeah. it, it felt real. It felt real. Yeah, no, different energy. Um, I think, like I said, the more they win, the more I think next week it'll be it gets Utah even more. Um, but we'll get into that. Yep. Um, you know, a little later. But I just thought the energy was good. And I thought UCLA came ready to play from the jump. They weren't intimidated. Even though Washington came down, kick off, you know, got the got the kickoff, bam, 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 score. I was like, uh oh. You know, like <laughs> uh hopefully this ain't turning into nothing terrible. But UCLA played really good. I mean, they were way more physical than uh than Washington and Washington's quarterback, who I thought was like really good, looked really bad. You yeah, know, he for, came for into the game. came into the game leading the, the nation in passing yards. Yeah. He like he's said, legit. I, he he was no. legit going in and he's obviously still a really good quarterback. They just yeah. made him look yeah. not so good and very yeah, uncomfortable exactly. too. Yes, they was in him. He was running, throwing on a run. It was a lot of overthrows. You know, I was looking, I was like, he's throwing the ball over the place, except to the receivers. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, they intercepted him a couple times. And I, like I said, I think that it was just an overall great game by UCLA, whatever the game plan was, uh, just bottled them up in a way. Now, granted, like you said, uh, it went from like a blowout, you know, like 40 to 10 to 40 to 32. And like the last, you know, with them kind of driving down with the last, you know, couple minutes. But uh, UCLA, you know, was, Stayed strong, held it out. And like I said, it was a big win for, I would say this, it's probably the biggest win uh, in Chip Kelly's kind of time there in a way. You know, I don't see a higher ranked opponent that they beat in his time. Yeah, I, I think I think the their history against ranked opponents under Chip, they had that Washington State win on the road, the 67-63 game, which was a blast and was fun, but... I mean, they had already started the year zero and three. Uh, I mean, it was it was fun and it was iconic and some great moments in that. But I mean, yep. it it was a win in a four and eight season, and yeah. and you could yeah. tell just by the fact that they started zero and three that it wasn't really going to mean all too much. And I think they beat <laughs> Arizona State uh, later that year when Arizona State was ranked it was Jaden Daniels freshman year and he was hot and they, they got a pretty good win out of that. I think it kept their Pac twelve uh, South division hopes alive at the moment but again mm-hmm. nothing huge in a, in a four win season and then last year when they beat lsu which was huge and massive and program defining and altering and all that kind of stuff but lsu went six and seven last year yeah yeah and then yeah. they lost two weeks later to fresno state anyways so <laughs> yep. so mm-hmm. when when you compare mm-hmm. this to to stuff like that I, i'm definitely in agreement this is this is the biggest win of the chip kelly era um yeah. And, and then I, I want to go to what, what you were saying, how, how Washington kind of made it close to the end. It was uh, 40 to 16 um, in at the start of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then Washington pretty much just gets whatever they want against UCLA's prevent defense. And they go down and get a touchdown two-point conversion. UCLA punts for the first time all day. <laughs> and then Washington goes touchdown two-point conversion. It's an eight-point game. Yeah. Last two times I got the ball was a touchdown two-point conversion. The time before that was a touchdown with a failed two-point conversion. But Washington had three possessions in the second half, and all of them went for touchdowns. <laughs> so that that's not great. Um, right. 
not and I'm I'm not necessarily using this to to say the defense was bad because they forced turnovers out of Penix and, and when they were playing real defense, not soft cushion prevent stuff, they they played well, definitely. They they were active on the defensive line, defensive backs were breaking up passes, picking up balls. Yeah. That, that was really yeah. good. Um uh-huh. and, and the defense played a, a style that made Washington run clock, so they only had three drives in the half. But a lot of credit on the the timing aspect of that goes to the offense as well. Just how methodical they were on that last drive of the night. Up eight, needing to hold on to the ball because if you give it back to them, they're probably going to score <laughs> and, and, and tie it up and force overtime and you just blew a 24-point lead in the fourth quarter. You can't have that happen. So what do you do? Well, you turn to your best player, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And he he was just absolute nails on Friday, just in the totally in the zone, absolute gamer. You could see it. Well, I mean, on that last drive, just to go through it, he had a keeper on a big third down that, that kind of, I think Washington had one timeout left at that point. They burned through that. And then he had another run for a first down. And then he had a third down and six Washington was out of timeouts. Uh, it was just over a minute left. And Chip Kelly put the ball in DTR's hands and let him pass. And he hit Hudson Habermel for a first down. Normally, most coaches, most quarterbacks, they'd run the ball there, run the clock, and then punt whatever if you have to. And the the other team has no timeouts in, in 20 seconds, and you just hope they don't go down the field and score. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly's like, no, we're, we're passing here. I don't care if the clock stops. I know it's not going to because my quarterback is really good, and he was. So, so that was really impressive to, to see his, his energy, his mindset, because the second they got that first down and, and uh, kneeled it out, ended that game, you see him tear his helmet off and he's yelling, get off the field. This is my field. Get off the field. I don't want you here to Washington. Fans were getting hyped. You, you hear DTR in his postgame press conference. It's like, I told you uh, on Monday that it, it wasn't about, can we keep up with Washington? It's can Washington keep up with us? So he he was ticked off. He was in a total mood, and it totally worked because he had maybe the best game of his career. He's put up bigger numbers against USC a couple times, against Washington State, but he didn't turn the ball over. That's four straight games without an interception, the longest streak of his career. Something like 170 pass attempts, his last whatever, since his seventh pass attempt of the Bowling Green season opener, he hasn't thrown a pick. So he's he's been great at decision-making, accuracy. He's one of the best passer ratings and completion percentages in the country. Obviously there's that hurdle that everyone's going crazy about. Uh, and then, you know, his rushing touchdown uh, on the yeah. keeper on the read option where, yeah, where he's two stopped. guys go like, yeah, exactly. Stopped, Just guys crashing into each, each other. It, it was, it's yeah, like that Lamar Jackson high school highlight. He, <laughs> he made him do this. They made him, he did it himself after. <laughs> and, and the the way that he's kind of strutting the end zone, high step into the like the flashing lights and everything, it's hard not to get excited about. Honestly, Travis, with with this kind of the personality that he was playing with, the, the way he was leading this offense so efficiently, while also mixing in big explosive plays, I I, I hate to say it out loud because it sounds kind of stupid. I, I do admit, but. DTR is a dark horse Heisman candidate. I'm not saying he's going to well, win. I'm not putting money on it. But like, if you say like 
there are 20 players who could technically win the Heisman, I'd say yeah. he's on that list. He he's just playing so well right now. UCLA is undefeated, and yeah. he's just looked great. And he's had so much energy and highlights. He's got all that juice that you need to be a Heisman winner. Look, if they beat Utah next week, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he plays well, say he plays the exact same way he plays he played today or Friday, rather. Yes, he will be right in that Heisman Trophy uh, conversation, along with. Uh, uh, the quarterback from Alabama, uh, uh, you know, obviously yeah, Bryce Young, uh, CJ you Stroud, Bryce, quarterback from Ohio State. Yeah, you, you can probably put uh, Caleb Williams in that discussion as well mm-hmm. uh, from SC. So, like, yeah, I think uh, I think they win next week against Utah in that defense, uh, which you know we'll, we'll get into that. But they just destroyed mm-hmm. you know Oregon State. Uh, yeah, beat up a pretty a pretty good Oregon State team. Yeah, they, they destroyed them. Beat up the quarterback. Quarterback was hurt. It's like, damn, you know. But you know, well, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, if he does great against Utah, I think that you know Heisman is a really a real possibility for him. Yeah, and and, and when, when we say possibility, it's not like oh, you have like two to one odds, but like. To be in the race, to be one of the top fifteen, and if he does yeah. it against again against Utah, be one of like the top twelve guys out there, just in yeah. terms of the names being brought up, that's impressive. That's huge. UCLA hasn't had that since Brett Huntley. That was eight years ago mm-hmm. at this point. It's been it's been a while. <laughs> like I know, like there was a lot of hype around Rosen. He had a big freshman year, and it was hurt his sophomore year, junior year. They were kind of meandering, whatever. He wasn't really the Heisman type guy. Like, this is a really special season he's putting together. Given we're five games in, first four games were against Cupcakes. This is his first real matchup. But from the sample size we have, he's come through in every game. He's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally one interception, eleven touchdown passes. Over the next few weeks, he's going to set the UCLA all-time records for total yards, for total touchdowns, for passing touchdowns. Uh, and maybe passing yards too, depending on how far they go this season, how many games they play. But overall, I mean, I mean, just really impressed with how methodical the offense was. They were getting everything they wanted. They punted that one time when when the energy was kind of fading a little bit. It was a little wonky drive. But you go through the rest, and they had forty points. I mean, two of those were off of safety when when Washington messed up that pitch play um, handoff whatever i was watching i was like what the <laughs> hell just happened yeah, yeah yeah you're right uh but but you took so 38 points from the offense that was including a drive that ended at the three yard line a drive that ended at the six yard line and a drive that ended at the 16 yard line and those three <laughs> drives they got three points out of one field goal and two failed fourth down conversions yeah so that's what I was they saying. got they, they got into the red zone every single drive they yep. got into the red zone or ed- end zone every single drive except that one time where they punted late in the fourth quarter when they were up by, what, 16 at that point? Mm-hmm. It had just been up 24. Yep. That was a great offensive game plan. Uh, DTR, Zach Charbonnet, Jake Bobo, Cam Brown, they yep. all played just out of their mind. And it's not the kind of thing where it's like, I've never seen these guys play well. anything approaching this and they just <laughs> rise, they rose to the occasion. It's like, no, like this kind of thing is, is real. You watch them play and you're like, yeah, he can do this every week. 
Zach Charbonnet can go for a hundred plus yards every week. And, and UCLA is, is undefeated. UCLA is undefeated, not only this season, but over the past two years when Zach Charbonnet rushes for over a hundred yards. So there you go. DTR is not turning the ball over. Charbonnet is racking up a lot of yards, doing what you need him to do. Mm-hmm. Jake Bobo, great target over the middle in the slot. Big guy down the sideline. He's really lived up to the hype that, that he came in with from Duke. There's just so much going right for this team. The offensive line was going against the uh, Washington pass rush that was number three in the country with set in sacks. And DTR got sacked once, I think. I mean, he was really, I mean, he can run, he can turn broken plays into something, but I mean, considering how much pressure he was facing against like Bowling Green in week one, and he <laughs> didn't really face that much against Washington, that's really impressive. You got to credit the tackles, Raekwon O'Neal um, and Garrett Giorgio, who come a long way in five weeks. That's real. That's something that's really going to matter against Utah coming up. Oh, I, I, I 100% agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I really think that. Like I said, UCLA showed me something Friday that they're not just uh, – they are a really good team. You know, mm-hmm. now – now because uh, like you said, I, I think, you know, the running back is the NFL running back. He's he's a first-round pick. If I'm an NFL team, I'm taking him in the first round. I'm not going to wait to the second, third because he is special because the, you know they're going to give him the ball. And he still gets five yards. You know, people bounce off him. He's so big. I didn't realize how big he was until I watched him. I was like, he's it's huge. like 6'2", 220, yeah. 225. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> you don't see those running backs in those kind of packages no more. Most of the running backs are scat backs, kind of like little short, stocky, thick leg backs, you know. And and, the, uh, and he still them. is it has – 56 receiving yards on three receptions. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's not like he just puts his head down and falls forward. No, like he can no, move. He can get out he, running. He routes. has a little wiggle. He can, he has oh, power. He, he has, you know, he has a lot. He has a lot. He showed going. a lot of wiggle against Colorado. A few of those yeah. touchdowns where he hit like, like three juke stick moves on the way to the end zone. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's, like I said, he's an NFL runner. He's an NFL runner. He's a first round pick. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm back. taking him in the first round just based off where running backs are going now, but I think he's one of the first five running backs off the board, and whatever I, team I, gets I mean, him will really like him. Who who has a – I mean, maybe – if you want to say who has a better running back, maybe Alabama, maybe uh, – I'd say Bijan Robinson from, from Texas probably. Him, he's up there, but I think Charmaine's better because he's bigger. He's a bigger back, and he doesn't Yeah, fumble. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you if you're an NFL team looking for someone like that, like yeah. a – I mean, no one's Derrick Henry, but like if you're looking for a Derrick Henry who can just shove the ball down your throat and still do well, he's a I'm big, telling you, he can run guy. in between. It. He's the perfect kind of back because he can run in between the tackles. He can catch the ball. He can block um, and pass block. And you need that in the NFL. Like you have to have that. So I want to give a shout out to because he is a he is real real deal. Now UCLA uh, this week is the big week for them. We, we'll see how how good of a coach uh, Chip Kelly is because they're going to hear the, the tea leaves of like UCLA is great. They're this, that. Yeah. You know, everybody's <laughs> going to be really, really praising them this week. And there's a buzzsaw coming uh, next week. So they better be ready. Like I said, Utah is under the, as weird as it, as weird as it sounds, Utah is under the radar. 
Um, yeah, I, I think know, they're, that they're, that season opening loss really turned a lot of people off, and still, yeah. they're ranked 11 in the country, and they haven't lost since. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like seriously, everybody's obviously because everybody's talking about SC because they're top six in the mm-hmm. country or whatever the case is. So Utah's really flown on the radar, and they're smacking teams, you know. So UCLA is going to hear all the praise this this week. Five and zero, oh, you just be fifteenth ranked Washington. This, 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 that. Okay. Now, what real teams do is they win again, and again, that's what separates the pretenders from the real. Like, I, you know, I give you a perfect example. Alabama just went to Arkansas and trounced Arkansas in Arkansas with the backup quarterback. Now. They played another ranked team, Texas A&M. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next week. So we'll see, you know, like for UCLA, you're going to be hearing the tea leaves. And then, you know, I, I, for me, I really want to see how they're going to come out next week at home in a, huge, a bigger game than last week. So, yeah, I, I think uh, when you hear DTR talk after the game, he said, oh, yeah, like I see people saying we're a fake four and oh we're the worst four and oh team out there <laughs> and, and just his attitude the way he played his, his demeanor and everything like like we we're saying was great on friday and yep. talking talking to what what you brought up i hope he doesn't lose that because ucla is ranked now and because yes. the la times has a column saying pay attention to ucla football i hope that he doesn't lose that chip on his shoulder that these guys don't lose the chip on the shoulder because I mean, they had it on Friday. They had it coming into Friday, and it worked. So, whatever mindset you're in, stay in that. <laughs> stay in that. Stay in that underdog. Like nobody believes us, kind of thing. Like, because I guarantee you, look, most betters are going to bet on Utah anyway. But I mean, I just stay in the underdog role and stay in that. We they don't believe us role because I guarantee you that will propel you in this kind of game. You know. Yeah, and. Uh, let's let's switch gears to the Utah game. Uh, get into okay. previewing that, predicting, and talking about that because uh, it's been a couple of days since this Washington game, and we've definitely had a lot of time to sit on it and talk about it. And it, it, it's been fun. But like I said, that was the first big game. This is the bigger next big game. <laughs> so it, it you, you can't rest on your laurels. It's nice for UCLA to kind of toot its own horn yes. and say how great we are and how overlooked we are. But you got to do it again. That's the thing about college football. It's 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 every week every a loss. Week. will in in UCLA's position, a loss will kill your momentum, kill your your season. Not in terms of the standings, but in terms of the juice, the attention. You got to do it again, and it's going to be really hard against number eleven Utah, who, like like we we're saying, lost their season opener at Florida. That's a tough SEC road game. Turns out Florida's kind of mediocre. We thought they'd be better, but they're not. Uh. But, I mean, they were up with, what, eight minutes to go in that game. They only lost by three. Uh, and then they beat Southern Utah 73-7. to So that's <laughs> a lot. They beat San Diego State 35-7. to They beat Arizona State 34-13. And then this week, 42-16 against a pretty good Oregon State team. So, they're like you said, buzzsaw. This is a really good team. Kyle Whittingham, probably the best coach in the Pac-12. I mean, you can make an argument for Lincoln Riley, um, but uh, Whittingham's been at Utah for almost 20 years, and mm-hmm. he's just been so consistent, came from mm-hmm. under Urban Meyer, and he's been running a great program, and mm-hmm. he's he's done a good job recruiting. 
considering it's Utah. But the thing that makes him so impressive is how he takes guys who weren't great coming out of high school. They're not really going to be great NFL players. They they have some. They have some real NFL players on there. They they've produced some over the past couple of years. But generally, they they don't have the on paper talent of a USC or an Oregon. And oh. Winningham still makes him ten win teams every year because he's yeah. just that good. And his yes. program, his system is that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA has not uh, fared too well against that system, <laughs> <laughs> especially the the past couple of years. Uh, let me uh, pull up the the results because. They're they're kind of hilarious when you when you read them off since 2016 whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. T- 2016, Utah wins 52 to 45. So you only lose by seven, but I mean they put up 52 on you. Uh-huh. The the year after that, uh, 48 to 17 Utah. Then Chip Kelly's first year, 41 10, Utah wins, and then 49 to three Utah wins. <laughs> <laughs> and then after not playing in 2020 because of COVID, uh, Utah wins 44 to 24 in 2021. So Utah is pretty much guaranteed to drop 40 plus on your head. <laughs> and UCLA over the past four games it's had against Washington has only hit 24 as its max. And before that, it hit three. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is an incredibly one-sided series under Chip Kelly uh, towards the end of Jim Mora's era. That That's not a good sign. So as much juice as this team has, I don't know how great I feel going into this game. Cam Rising maybe isn't, as, but he isn't playing as well as he was last year, but he's still playing really well. Now he's had over a year as being their starter. Winningham's really good. Uh, I think they they just lost uh, Kuthi, or how to pronounce it. Uh, their their yeah, tight end. They're the tight end. Yeah, yeah, lost for yeah. The so so that that that'll ding him a little bit. But I don't know, Travis. How how are you feeling? Are you ready to predict that they'll win? Are, are you feeling that high coming off Friday? Because I, I I don't know. I I love the juice. I love feeling good about this team. But I there's something about the Utah game that I'm I, I throw my hands up and say, well. Utah's on the schedule. That's a loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guarantee you, if if when, in the beginning of the season, I think we 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 discussed beginning of the season, we yeah. automatically put that as a loss, like right off the bat. Yep, uh, that was probably their first <laughs> long loss. <laughs> yep. Um, not even I not think, even worth discussing. Move on. Not even worth. Yeah, just move on. Lost. This is move on. I think you UCLA is going to have to play a physical brand of basketball. I mean basketball, football. Because Utah, if you be honest, you know, they're the standard, you know, over this last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they play an old school physical type of bat, you know, I keep saying that, an old school <laughs> physical type of football um, that, you know, the Pac-12 doesn't necessarily play, you know. That's why they've been killing teams because they play the old school way, like two tight ends running down your throat play action pass, a couple a couple passes in the middle of the field to great tight ends. Um, they, you know, I think with UCLA, UCLA can win, but they would have to play so, they would have to play even better. Like, they played great against Washington. They would have to even take it up another level because in the trenches – that's what Utah kills everybody in the Pac-12, in the trenches, defensive line, offensive line, 
because uh, they're going to just bash your head and run, run, run offense. And if UCLA can just withstand the physicality of Utah, I think they have a shot. If 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 DTR and Charbonnet, like they have to come to play. Like we talked about, the big players come play big in big games. You need your stars to play, and those two have to play. But like Charbonnet has to get 150 yards or in between 125 and 50 yards rushing, and DTR can't turn the ball over. And he has to throw, not saying 300 yards, but he has to throw at least for like two something, no picks, you know, for them to win. That's the only way they're going to win. If they do not match their physicalness of Utah, they will not win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where yeah. if you, do, you put a gun to my head and say, as you say, winning this game, I'd still probably say no. But <laughs> if you would ask me that a week ago, I'd say they're not winning. They don't have a chance. Yes. I like maybe like a 1% chance. Now you're like, okay, I don't think they're going to win, but I don't know, maybe like a 30% chance. So yeah, there's, there's, some, <laughs> there's something decent to it. Like it, it's, it's a right. tangible possibility that they, they can pull out this win. It's at home. Right. Uh, they're, they're, they get an eight day week ahead of it because they played on Friday. They're, they're not coming off a road trip. They get to stay at home. Uh, they can really, work their way up to this um playing all those cream puffs early in the year guys like zach charbonnet um had reduced workload and kind of rested for some games dtr didn't really play in the second half of some of those games so i mean he showed on friday that he he, he hasn't missed a beat he hasn't it's not like missing that time got him out of groove or anything but you know they've been able to 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 stay rested and stay pliable and all that kind of stuff gearing up mm-hmm. to this. So that's good. The The one thing that I'm kind of concerned about on the offensive end is there, there have been a couple times this year where this offense hasn't really capitalized and hasn't really finished drives. Uh, I think the South Alabama game, there were a few examples of that. And then the Washington game this past week, I mean, like we were saying, they got to the one, they got to the, or they got to the three, they got to the six and they got to the 16 and they got three points out of those three drives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to, to score 40 so easily on this Utah team like mm-hmm. you did with Washington and mm-hmm. you, Washington had a pretty good defense, but their, their secondary is not very good. Utah's got a better secondary, I think. Uh, And, and, and with that, you, you can't come up short. You can't, just get stuffed on fourth downs. You can't let the pass rush through uh, with, with six guys coming and chuck it up in the air. Cause there's, there's no chance the play is over. You gotta make sure you're finishing drives and converting on those key fourth downs. I think they can do that. They've proved they can do that. Chip Kelly is obviously a good offensive play caller, but please, for the love of God, if Keegan Jones is out there on a third or fourth and short one more time, I'm going to lose it because it was, <laughs> DTR leads him perfectly out in the flat to maybe get get a, some speed and turn the corner. And instead he stops and he turns and he's spinning around, bobbles it, and they lose yards on third down. That was brutal. Uh, the times where he's just getting stuffed going up the middle on fourth downs, I feel like in his career it's happened like five times now. I don't know if it's that many, but it feels like it because, geez, you have Charbonnet. Just just use him. He Use him as a battering ram. Keegan Jones got to work on that route running on the timing with DTR. Uh, and it's not like it's all on Keegan Jones. Sometimes the offensive line has mishaps on fourth down. Sometimes it's Dorian who isn't great on fourth down, but 
you, you can't leave points on the board when you're playing such a good team that has routinely put up 40 plus on you. So <laughs> I don't know if their offense is as good this season as it has been in the past couple of years, but Cam Rising still is still a very good quarterback. They got a good running game, very uh, hard nose, like you're talking about, very physical up front. So yeah, your defense is probably better than it has been in the past, but I don't know. Utah's still probably breaking 35. So are you going to be able to put up 35 plus if you fail on a couple fourth down conversions? I don't know. Just make sure you come through in those big moments. Don't turn the ball over like you're talking about. And then you got a pretty decent shot. So I'm still not predicting a win, but there's a path. There's a there's a there's a real clear path to a victory. And we'll just have to see if they can follow it or not. Yeah, look, I think uh, they can win. No team is unbeatable, obviously. Uh, Alabama starting to get there. (laughs) (laughs) I would have said Georgia until they almost lost to Mizzou this week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they almost yeah like they they're having. I think with Georgia, it's it's mental because they they're hearing the press clippings how Georgia is a new dynasty. They're undefeated. Mm -hmm. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Where Nick Saban is just like Bill Belichick. Keep your nose (laughs) to the grind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like he doesn't allow the that to happen to Alabama. Now, you know, Kirby Smart, he's the national champion and they're great. They have a lot of talent, but like, you know, they have to stop listening to the press clippings. Yeah. Um, so so I wonder if UCLA can do that because Yeah, that's what I, I said. Having that chip on their shoulder, it, it worked well for him last week, like we were talking yep. about, but now they're ranked. Now a lot of people are sharing their highlights and talking about how much they love the game and how great these guys are. And Georgia's been getting that for for months and years, talking about how they're the, the new top dog in the SEC and their national champions. Is UCLA going to be able to handle one week of being ranked? Yeah. I, I I think so. I, I think that Chip Kelly runs a pretty good tight ship when it comes to that kind of stuff. But we'll see because that's the the mindset and the mentality is definitely going to play a big part too. No, I agree with you 100%. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens just because, um, you know, like I said, like we're reading all these plus clips how great they are this week and how, you know, they are undefeated and they're, you know, 18th ranked and it's a ranked-on-ranked game. And like I said, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, how they could probably beat Utah. Like, they're going to hear all this stuff. So, I would I would hope like you said like Chip has a runs a good ship, um, and they could come out not flat for them. It's like use the crowd because I guarantee you, it will be more than forty one thousand Saturday. <laughs> yeah, be- I, I think yeah I, I think because they they were about at about forty one k on Friday against Washington. Yeah. That was Friday and kind of with the traffic being in it was LA. Late, late game. It's it like, a late game, but also the tra- yeah. like, I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. I would say the premiere time where it's like late. So obviously you want it on a Saturday. So people aren't working, coming off work. You want it on a Saturday. You don't want it too late at night where kids don't, where people don't bring their kids or the, the frat guys black out before the game starts. <laughs> And then you yeah, don't want it too yeah. early where it's like you, people, if you want to show up at, to, to tailgate, you got to get here at 5 a.m. Like, uh, <laughs> no, one, no one wants to do that. I think 1230, I think, is the, the kickoff time on Saturday against Utah. That That's that's pretty good. I would say the prime time, though, is like 4 o'clock. o'clock. It's like right yeah, three, yeah, yeah, three, four, three, o'clock, four yeah. o'clock, like yeah. mid, late afternoon. 
because where, it's not as hot. Is the, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. not as hot. You get a nice runway up to the game where people don't have to wake up early and start like, no, you can come and tailgate and you got a pretty full day out of it. Uh, and then it turns to night and, and and you're good. You're not worried about traffic on the way there. Um, so you don't have perfect situation, but it's Saturday. It's in the afternoon ish. It's 1230. It's right afternoon. Ranked opponents on both sides. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you make a, a prediction first on the uh, on the attendance, and then and then we can get to the prediction on the actual game. But <laughs> let's let's do attendance first while while we're talking about it. <laughs> okay, so we could do over under. Let's just yeah. say over under sixty thousand. Ooh, ooh, uh, I say over. When you said that, my gut was like, "Oh, definitely under." But then I'm thinking like. That LSU game last year happened before students were on campus and they still broke. I, did they get 70 in that LSU game last year? <laughs> they might have. Uh, if, let me see. Let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Right. If they got over 70 for that LSU game last year, then I'm comfortable saying they'll break 60 for the Utah game this week. Yeah. What do they get? They got, oh, okay, they, they got 68. They got 68K yeah. at LSU. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take the what if, what if we set it at uh sixty three? What are you taking on if it's sixty three? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make I, it I so like we it's... disagree. We're 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 on, we're on a pod here, Travis. We gotta we gotta uh, have some debate. Right. I, I say <laughs> conflict. Uh, under. Uh, okay, I probably so slightly I like, slightly. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm. Um, they just barely break sixty. You're like they they break sixty two k. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. so we're we're pretty close, but at least yeah, we have yeah. different numbers. I'm, so uh, I think it's sixty two, like right. you say. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> well, students will be there. I mean, this October, it's a week before school starts. So I'm pretty sure they'll be moving in, and you know. No, so. I, I think uh, I think school started two weeks ago. Oh, so okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So like, I think I think you know. I mean, it'll be. I think it'll be like sixty-two, like I said, like, but it'll yeah. be ten thousand Utah fans. Oh, I think with the if they have both tarps up, like they have for all all four home games, I think the capacity is a it might be hovering right around sixty. So it'll be okay. interesting to see if they take one of the tarps off, which I think makes it something like seventy. A little, a little over seventy for the. I think the they max. do. I think they do pre uh, pre pre. I think I think they do take one of them off. Yeah, um, that's you know that's definitely interesting. That that'll be that'll be the deciding thing. Like, cause if if they're at like fifty seven k, they probably won't take it off. But if they're at like kind of approaching sixty two, sixty three, where it's like you're getting right up towards that max, then they'll take it off and see if they can sell more tickets. So. That'll that'll be interesting. But let's no, no, get to no. the 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 actual score of the game, Travis. Let's make some predictions. Okay, okay, okay. What, what do you have? Final score? Who's winning? Who, who's your your player of the game? Your your keys to the game? All that kind of stuff. How are okay, you feeling? Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna go with my head over my heart. My heart <laughs> wants UCLA to win, but my head thinks Utah beats them 28-21. Wow, low scoring. Um. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, I, maybe I don't 30, know any. Yeah. Thirty. Or th- sorry. Thirty-five twenty-eight. That's what I mean. Thirty-five twenty-eight. Okay. I'm thinking. 
again, I I love the the momentum, the juice around this program. It's fun to right. talk about this team when they're winning and when when people care. When I'm I'm talking to random people who don't follow UCLA that much or who haven't gone to a game in a couple of years and they're asking me about it, they bring it up, they talk about it. It's fun to to have that kind of situation. But I I still don't think I can pick them to win this game. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> Utah wins 41-37. Oh, so you think it's okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, how and do then, they get uh, to 37? A touchdown. Uh, can be two point, two point. I mean, one four, uh, four four touchdowns, three field goals? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I feel all right about that. All right. Okay. So that's okay. that's uh that's going to be it for this week's episode of Believe in UCLA, uh presented by Bet Online. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, it's good, good to be back. Talks and Bruins as always. And uh, yeah, you can check back next week for our post game thoughts and make sure to share, like, subscribe, all that stuff I was talking about earlier. Spread the word. If you, if you like the pod, uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, Travis, thanks so much for joining me again. And where can people find you and your work online? Well, you can, you can find me and follow me at Travis W. Reed. Uh, that's R E E D, Travis W. Uh, uh, on Instagram and also Facebook, Travis W. Reed, not all together. Instagram, obviously, all one thing. Facebook, uh, just a regular name. I post all my social media uh, stuff, whatever I have going on with this show, other shows, whatever the case is, everything I post on my social media sites. So, yeah, please come check that out. Sounds good. Make sure to do that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Conan. And then make sure to head over to allbruins.com, the UCLA, the UCLA site on the Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated networks, and follow us on Twitter at FN underscore allbruins or on Facebook at FN.allbruins. So thanks so much for joining us again, and we will see you next week when uh, we'll see what happens with this big <laughs> UCLA-Utah game, Travis. It's going to be a good one. So oh, let's talk, hope talk so. to you next let's week. And and hopefully it's another engaging and, and active conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, la- before we end this, I want to say this. Yeah. If they win this game, if they win this game, they'd be undefeated until they play UCLA. You heard it here, to, folks. To I'm going to play SC. Yeah, to yeah. the SC. <laughs> They'll be undefeated. I, They'll be 10 and 0 uh going into SC game. You know, I, I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate that prediction. I my my prediction is if they win we're, we're kind of living in this fantasy land because uh, we both <laughs> picked them to lose and are now talking about what happens if they win right uh i think the oregon game next week is going to be college game day if, if oh they win. it's in oregon oh yeah they gotta play oregon right we know yeah. what, uh, it's in oregon too uh, i don't know if they could beat oregon oregon yeah, that that's tough. That that'll be the the last ranked game before SC coming up later. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate you guys sticking around this late. If you're still listening to this, uh, all all this time in, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.